0: The first 100 days for any executive are a whirlwind. You're learning a new job and wrapping your head around your new responsibilities. Now imagine those first three months when you're the CIO of Wipro, a company with a net worth of $8.5 billion and more than 160,000 employees. The urgency hits a little quicker. That's Rohit Adlaka's story. And on this episode of IT Visionaries, Rohit details what those early days as CIO were like and the protocols his team put in place to be successful. Enjoy this episode. IT Visionaries is created by the team at mission.org and brought to you by the Salesforce Customer 360 platform, the number one cloud platform for digital transformation of every experience. Build connected experience, empower every employee, and deliver continuous innovation with the customer at the center of everything you do. Learn more at salesforce.com slash platform. This podcast is created by the team at mission.org.
1: Welcome to another episode of IT Visionaries. I'm Ian Faison, Chief Content Officer and host of IT Visionaries. I am joined by special guest on location at WePro. How's it going? Absolutely good. So... We have a jam-packed episode for everyone today. We're going to be talking about, you have three roles within the company, which touch on, I think, really the state of what a CIO is today. I mean, it's so indicative. Um, So I want to get into that. We're going to get into a little bit of your background. So first, how did you get started in technology? So it's rather funny. I would say that I was born in technology.
2: My father was an engineer. I did my bachelor's of technology, uh, which is called engineering back in India. And uh, from being an outside-in influencer of bringing technology into our lives, the current role is all about how do you drive life 2.0 for our Repro employees and how do you drive a fantastic new experience, all powered by
1: technology. And I'm curious, you know, it's kind of a hybrid role. There's not a lot of folks that have you know, chief digital on one side, chief information. um, And then, you know, obviously, homes is is your own thing. Um, But I'm curious, do you think that a lot of CIOs that are out there probably have certain types of those roles anyways? Um, Because it seems like with the blending of CIO and CTO changing so rapidly that, um, you know, it seems like most people should kind of have that kind of natural convergence.
2: So on a lighter note, I have the maximum number of uh, CXO designations in the company. (laughs) There you go. Uh, I think it's a unique combination. You're right that all three roles are interrelated. Driving, agility, speed, digital experience with the power of technology and automation and AI binding both of them. I think it's been a bold step by our company to put all those three roles together under one umbrella. And I frankly haven't seen any other company going in this direction of combining these three facets of life under one umbrella. So I think it's a real hot seat for me. And hopefully the journey is being good till now.
1: Yeah, I uh, I, I think it is a hot seat. And I think it's something that, um, you know, I think a lot of CIOs kind of see that sort of thing um, kind of happening. Do you think earlier in your career, uh, you know, if you were to go back and sit down with little Rohit, wherever uh, at at whatever point in your career, and say, "Hey, this was something that you were going to be doing," do you think that would have made sense? Was this part of the the career trajectory?
2: Frankly, when I joined Wipro, I was uh, the youngest employee in town. I was most ragged, fresh from college, and I was not sure that I've really passed out of college and i moved to another college or I've actually joined an enterprise like Wipro, <laughs> and. Uh, I would have never imagined, uh, you know, having been in front-end roles in terms of business and p and and leading sales. People think that the CIO function is very uh, inward looking, you know, people moving around with screwdrivers trying to restore something. But as I accepted this role about seven months back, I think it's been a fantastic journey. I see this as a role which can transform lives. It's not just inducing new technology or keeping the lights on. But whatever we experience in the consumer world, how do you bring all that fantabulous technology to upskill capability, upskill people's aspirations, and really make a happier place of living in your workplace? If you come with that mindset, and like I said earlier, CEO, Chief Experience Officer, I think you can really take this role to many notches higher.
1: Yeah, so for our listeners who don't know... um... Tell a little bit about the company. I mean, I would imagine most of our our CIO and technology uh, audience are are familiar. But for those who don't know, uh, share a little bit.
2: I'll compare it with my journey. You know, when I joined Wipro about 25
1: years back, uh,
2: we were about 5,000 employees and less than 100 million. And as I speak, we are about $8.5 billion USD. We are about 187,000 employees that we serve. I've seen a tenure of six CEOs in my own, you know, Wipro career. So it's been, wow. it's been quite a fascinating, you know, evolution uh, for me. We predominantly focus on digital experiences, technology and services uh, for the world. And we've got a real great heritage, you know, as a company, our parent group, we started in 1945, more than 70 years back, prior to even Indian independence. We have a great uh, culture in terms of sustainability, giving, so much so that 67% of the company's fortunes are already pledged to uh, an irrevocable money that has been given to a trust for sustainable and uh, social causes itself. So rich cultural heritage, deeply embedded into technology, and uh, it's definitely a a privilege to be, have been part of this journey for the last quarter of a century.
1: That's incredible. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the the roots were that old. That's amazing. Wow, the forties. Um, do you feel like you know, with that scope, with that amount of of folks, and obviously, you know, we talked to so many people here in the valley um, that got their start in India. Um, do you feel like that? you kind of have this ability to kind of straddle both, you know, the cutting edge in India, the cutting edge in Silicon Valley and, and, and kind of do both of those things. Actually for me personally, and for the company Wipro, uh, the whole world is a
2: canvas and we really don't restrict ourselves in terms of talent, geography, culture. Uh, we believe in diversity and inclusion and In terms of our thought process of the future of workplace, you know, gone are the days when you restrict people who are your employees sitting in your offices. Like I said, the world is a canvas. Potentially 7 billion people on this planet could end up focusing on what Wipro does through what we call crowdsourcing, through what we call uh, digital labor. I think that's a differentiation that we bring on the table. And we're really scaling ourselves beyond the boundaries of our enterprise to see what larger impact we can make on society through the capability that we have.
1: Earlier, you were talking about how you don't think you would have necessarily known how much of the business side you'd be doing, how much of the PLs, how many things like that. You know, doing sales, doing things like that. Um, it seems like a lot of the CIOs and CTOs that we talk to that are you know that you know quote unquote have the the biggest seat at the table are folks that are really tied into the business. How did you kind of go about doing that? Um, like, what were some of the, the things that you did throughout your career to make sure that you were you know, closer to the business side?
2: I firmly believe that we have to keep a balance. Uh, first of all, have a clear, grounded access towards customers because they are of prime importance. But I also feel that the employees that we have uh, need adequate attention, attention in terms of keeping them happy, satisfied, capability build, retaining them, retraining them, and whichever companies have built this balance between employees and customers, I think have by far been most successful. So I've always kept constant touch irrespective of my role with customers and this entire employee touch time, you know, it really doesn't matter in terms of what level, what age. I love uh, coaching myself, even though I spent 25 years in the company, and people fresh from college, I keep uh, doing a dipstick, you know, when I go and address them and I realize that they weren't even born when I joined Wipro. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a different paradigm shift. And this whole millennial culture, you know, you feel young from heart and in the mind. If you're able to imbibe that, then age doesn't really matter. So the people touch time is of paramount importance. You get them motivated and you'll get the best outcome coming. And all the financial parameters in terms of revenue, profitability, customer differentiation, it's just a question of implementation then.
1: So there's a video about your first 100 days as, as CIO. Um, and for for our listeners, I kind of want you to paint the picture. What did you, as you were going into the role, what were you doing before that 100 days to prep yourself? And then we'll go into to the actual 100 days.
2: So frankly, uh, the day I said yes to the role, I became a veteran in the role. <laughs> and... Uh, It was absolutely a sprint from, you know, day zero itself. I took the first few days and I really thought about what is it that I'm going to do differently from a traditional CIO and perhaps from my predecessor. And with the help of my team, we formulated four tenets of success. The first tenet, or pillar as I call it, is all about moving from operational stability to user experience, which means how digital can you get? so the whole paradigm of anytime any device anywhere a combination of what we call human labor and digital labor and crowdsourcing where you break away silos and boundaries you know beyond your offices how do you make sure that you make your systems intuitive how do you make sure that they are personalized they have the speed the agility communication collaboration and without the physical touch of 187000 people how do you make sure that you collaborate effectively as one team itself if you have that paradigm and ethos in your mind then it's all about uh, experience and happiness and once that is in place you know absolutely execution is not a problem
1: yeah so you're talking about the employee experience piece because it, you know it's a it's a hot topic for us on the show because of you know how many cios traditionally you know have worked you know on on the inside of the company, but it's something that, you know, some folks have never measured. They've never really tried to figure out like, what is our KPIs for success? Like, you know, do we have a, uh, you know, employee satisfaction rating? Do we have, you know, is it just trying to get the best places to work thing? Like, you know, like a lot of things go into that, obviously. Um, How did you look at, you know, improving employee experience? So I remember the first uh, webcast that I did to my team.
2: The thing that I told them is that uh, put yourself in the shoes of whom you're serving and imagine you being served and then look inward, whether you're serving yourself correctly or not. So it was about being responsive, being sensitive. And the moment that shift happened in people's minds, I think the whole idea about customer service versus keeping the lights on that, you know, shift actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. The second is that all of us are in the consumer world. Uh, you know, We see great technology all around us. But when you switch onto the enterprise world and you come back into the company and you know, sit in your, in your campus, why is it that the experience changes? Why is it that there is a drop in technology adoption? So we just wanted to make sure that the seamless experience of the same mobile phone that accesses a WhatsApp or a YouTube and the same mobile on which you access your self-service applications or your ERP applications or your mailing application. If you can came, keep the same consistent experience in mind and your systems are agile enough and scalable enough, I think half the battle is already won.
1: Yeah, So, and I, and I interrupted your, uh, your four pillars. So.
2: so let's go for it. The first pillar, like I said, is all about operational stability and user experience. The second pillar is about uh, business alignment. You know, you made this point earlier that how aligned, how entrenched, how important you are for the business. And my benchmark is that does the CIO have a seat at the board? If the board feels that you're important enough where you can impact customer and company's fortunes. For example, if IT can impact Wipro's revenues, improve profitability, improve differentiation, and you're able to link your business SLAs to your operational KPIs. I think that's a great journey to be in. So rather than coming back and saying, you know what, I have managed an uptime of three nines. I've reduced the number of incidents. Great. But does that give you a seat on the board? I don't think so. But if you come back and say that because of how agile and digital my systems are, I've been able to grow Wipro top line by 2% quarter on quarter board will be all over you. Because of more efficient systems, bringing in better decision-making, I've improved profitability by one percentage points. That's an absolute wow. If I go to the head of finance, and I'm saying that uh, because of my IT systems, I've reduced a financial closing at the end of the month from let's say three days to 24 hours, that's gonna be a wow. If I go to my HR head and say that, listen, you know, 10,000 employees joined Wipro last quarter, And I gave them day one delight in terms of the first day experience. And I was able to onboard them within the first one hour instead of waiting for one week. That's the wow that we want to bring in. So you really shift gears in terms of business KPIs rather than operational KPIs and drive technology for their experience rather than them coming back and saying, this is what I want in an IT system and you follow. So from being a follower to a leader, from taking orders to defining what the company's journey should be, That's the second tenet that we set for ourselves.
1: I love that you said, uh, you know, the CIO has to have a place on the board. I I mean, it's like from some of the folks we talked to behind the scenes, you know, that have, you know, said that they've had those conversations and they didn't go well. Um, And, you know, the CEO is like, yeah, you know, do we, are you sure? Do we need that? Like, why do we need that? Why, like, you know, um, I mean, it's a pretty... Pretty amazing thought that, you know, the person who's in charge of the employee experience at a company potentially, uh, or the technology or whatever, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be, wouldn't have that seat.
2: So I'll give you an example. A lot of companies buy a lot of new laptops and desktops. It seems so mundane, you know, four years are over. You should do an asset refresh. Go buy for it. Now, we said that how do we get this good, warm, fuzzy feeling of getting a brand new laptop open in front of you to a wow? So we thought that how can we bring in that uh, genial experience? Can we gift wrap our laptop rather than it coming in a cardboard box? Can we give a back, you know, box of chocolates along with that? Can we give a nice little card which says "Thank you for joining Wipro" and this is how you should go about in terms of installation and usage itself? Can you give them day one support where someone personally comes and hands it over to them and tells them how to use it, you know, with all the Wipro security procedures out there? is just pushing the bar of customer service beyond providing a service. And uh, our philosophy is that whatever we did today, even if we are not higher or better tomorrow, then that's a success mantra for us.
1: The classic, like, you know, get 1% better every day, and at the end of the year, um, you know, you've got leaps and bounds.
2: The third pillar is all about security and trust. You know, with the the gig economy and, and internet literally all pervasive, in our company, and in the entire world, how do you make sure that everything is secure? If I'm putting my personal data in terms of my address, my age, my passport information into the Wipro ecosystem, which is what we call PII or personal information, how do you know it's absolutely secure? Whether I'm sending an email internally to ordering a laptop or doing a financial transaction, security and trust is one of the biggest priority areas for Wipro and the industry. And we are driving something called a zero trust framework, which means trust nothing. So how do you manage my identity? How do you manage my end user asset? How do you manage my transactions? Everything securely without having a raised eyebrow is what we plan to do. So it's a lot of hard work, a lot of plumbing to be done. Users absolutely opaque to that, but ultimately they should sleep a peaceful night saying, yes, Vipro CIO function is there. Whatever I may do, is trustworthy. The fourth, and I think one of the most important criteria is the pride of the function. If you ask someone on the street that would you like to be part of a customer-facing organization or a CIO function, nine out of 10 people will say customer-facing. So we want to make sure that uh, the CIO function is a showcase. There is pride in it. We should become the de facto employer of choice within Wipro and in the industry. And to do that, you have to keep innovating yourself. So for example, I've challenged the team. Why can't we build an app factory, an ideation factory? Every month, we should have a new idea back into the ecosystem. Work with partners, work with internal community, work with your leaders. Every month, I want to launch a new theme that will impact user experience. For example, we've got large campuses campus is worth 25,000 people. For anyone who's new, how do you get from point A to point B? It could take you literally 15 minutes to walk across the campus itself. All of us use Google Maps, great concept. Can you build something called Google Maps for Wipro? Small example, but a great impact. We are really focusing on diversity and inclusion. There are close to 500 plus people who who are physically challenged. Do we have the right experience in terms of right from getting the right laptop to information sharing? Can we impact them? The answer is yes. We focus a lot on sustainability, employee health and safety. Can you use image recognition to get a person into the campus rather than just an ID badge, which can be faked or can be stolen? And how do you look at the physical presence of someone in the entire campus from a health and safety perspective? Small things go a long way. So the moment you become a showcase, the moment you become a pioneer in technology, people will come to you.
1: Yeah, I love that. H- have you seen any uh, any uh, you know like anecdotal stories or things you know back from employees about you know feeling empowered or or feeling excited about those type of projects? One
2: is uh, you know the brand pull of uh, of Rohit. That's me myself. You know, the moment I joined the CIO function, a lot of people were surprised. You know, are you sure you want to do this uh, role? <laughs> I remember employees and customers coming back and saying, you know, what's the full form of CIO? I said, yeah. And they said, career is over. And I really challenged them. Uh, saying that, you know, this is the most differentiated role that can, you can have in, in the company itself. Yeah. And I, for one, took a very non-traditional route. You know, I could have taken larger roles from a PL perspective, but I took something different. And I think it's really, you know, paid dividends itself. So first step is that people say that if Rohit has joined this role, I'm sure he'll bring in a difference. We should go in for that. And I've brought in at least five leaders who worked me in the past uh, into these roles who are actually performing business functions. So we made a first switch because of, you know, the personal brand equity that I had in the company itself. The second is uh, we've been very, very active in the social media. LinkedIn, you know, Twitter, on Wipro.com website itself. And people are seeing that change happening in terms of the thought process, the ethos and what we're you know doing on the ground itself. And I can see more and more people interested in Wipro and the CIO function from outside saying, I think there's a silent revolution happening out here. We should come in and join itself. Yeah. The third is that uh, the other hat that I wear, which is the home's automation and AI capability. We've had some fantastic, you know, Case studies there, and we said, why can't we do a Wipro and Vipro bring in those you know case studies and successes that we did for customers back into Vipro, and I think it's brought in just a massive change in the way people look. So right from hiring new talent to retaining them, upskilling them to move from operational to transformation, I think the last seven months have been absolutely action packed and very very fruitful.
1: Yeah, that's really fun. I love that. Uh, I love that that idea. Um, I'm curious, what are some of those, uh, those LinkedIn and, uh, and Twitter tactics? Is it just being more, um, just like engaging more? Is it like, how is it, is, is that an IT function? I, like sometimes that's marketing, sometimes it's social PR, you know, like how I'm curious how you look at that. You know,
2: funny that someone just made a comment here, a lady calling. And, uh, if you're familiar with Bollywood, which is the Indian equivalent of Hollywood. Yeah. She says that you are the Shah Khan of, uh, <laughs> of Wipro. Uh, he's like one of the biggest uh, mega stars there. I think it comes from within uh, the confidence and the capability and the leadership that we've been able to bring in our marketing team is on hyperdrive right now. So they shot uh, four video series of mine, you know, two minutes each. And this is the third video, which has just come in on LinkedIn. And I'm pleasantly surprised myself that I don't know that, you know, Vipro has so much a fan following, but the impact it's made through just a simple narration of this entire journey has been uh, just a wow for me personally. So it's a lot of uh, Vipro image upliftment. It's a CIO function differentiation that we've been able to bring in and, uh, you know, hats off to the marketing team to actually bring in the difference through uh, social media itself.
1: You know, it's funny you say that. So I think it was way back, like episode like six or five of IT Visionaries. um, We had someone on who was, we were talking about being a startup CIO or CTO versus being like a a larger company CIO and CTO and like kind of the advantages and disadvantages you have of each. And one of the things that they saw, it was a um, company that basically allows you to hire faster. And uh, one of the things they saw that made a huge difference was the CIO sending a personal email to the candidate. And specifically when it comes to engineers, if the CIO of the company reached out and like DM the person on LinkedIn or Twitter, um, that that person, it was like a huge spike in that person uh, taking the interview and ultimately accepting the job. It's Fantastic like wow. Exhibition. The CIO reached out, then wants me in the organization. Like this means something. Like what? It like and again, we always we're talking about fighting for talent all the time. So if you can have a leg up, and it takes you, you know, whatever thirty five minutes on Fridays, and hey, here are the list of candidates that you know here's our you know top you know twenty five candidates. Just like rip through and and send them a message. Like that's a pretty good it's a pretty good insight.
2: Absolutely neat idea. I'll put that in my arsenal.
1: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I'll absolutely try and follow that. I want to talk about HOMES. So share what this is for our listeners who don't know.
2: So as a company, we love acronyms. Uh, HOMES brings together the three A's of this industry. We call them uh, analytics, AI, and automation. And it's like the human body. Analytics is like your sensory organs where you take in information. AI is like your brain where you do all the thinking and automation is like your motor skills where you go and act it out.
1: I like, that is great. I haven't heard it like that. That's a, succinct. I like so, it. So
2: three A's
1: is what Home stands for.
2: It's been a 10-year journey for us. And uh, HOMES is all about reimagining our customers' business, bringing them uh, efficiency, bringing them economics, and bringing them experience. So we push the envelope from not just a cost reduction saying, here is something that 1,000 people are doing and you know I can do it with 700 because I've automated processes. We are pushing it and saying that, uh, can I make humans more productive? So let's say if I take the example of a KYC or know your customer, a banking rep, and he or she is able to do two to three KYCs in a day, can we make it five? Can we make it 10? So augmenting human capability is the second thing that we do. The third is that, can we enhance uh, the customer service itself? So if you're running let's say a conversational chat engine for customer service and you're able to resolve three out of five queries that come in and I can push it to four on five or five on five, imagine what a wow I can give to end customers itself. So Homes is a three A's, is three E's <laughs> and uh, you know, what started off as a, as a small theme and a good to have has now become one of the biggest game changers of Wipro as a company and uh, you know the industry itself. And I really love it when we hire people from outside and they come back and say that, you know what? Homes is such a strong brand presence and I came in only because of that. It's a sense of pride.
1: So back to your first 100 days, you have the framework, you have the four pillars. What were some things that um, surprised you in those first 100 days uh, or things that you feel like, you know, other CIOs or other people that are going into the role uh, definitely would need to know about? Not this role, because you're in this role, but in other CIO roles.
2: Frankly, every day is a big learning for me. And I just feel that there are no boundaries in this role. You know, it's very funny that someone wrote an email to me saying that, you know what, Rohit, the air quality and air conditioning is not too great. Can you look into it? (laughs) And my first response to him was, you know what, IT hasn't reached so far. But then it struck me that why not? You know, ultimately, it's all technology. You know, just the way we monitor our IT systems, we could look at the air conditioning, the air quality, the heating, the lighting, it's all the same basic principles itself. So it's just the boundaries that we set in our mind. And uh, the power of the CIO function or the technology function is absolutely you know, unlimited. So that's been my first surprise learning that every day you push the boundary, and literally the whole the whole company is, is, is yours. So if you start feeling like a CEO, you start feeling like a CEO, which is the chief experience officer, and of course, the CIO can empower the CEO effectively. The second is, uh, you know the size, scale and complexity of our operations is, is so high that uh, sometimes you have to really get into the depths of managing things on your own and roll up sleeves. It's a very large organization that I manage. I can easily say that you know, 1,000 people here, let them go and do the job, but if you don't keep the basics in place, Sometimes you have to roll up your sleeves like I've done right now and jump into things, you know, uh, directly. So the second learning or surprise has been that the amount of uh, hands onness that you need to get into this role, you know, you really have to prep yourself up for that. You may have 25 years up your sleeve. You may have been a great star performer. You may have been a, you know, fantastic business leader. But when you have to get into depths on your own and push the boundaries of you individually, I think that's been the second learning itself.
1: That's a great, it's a great point. And he really did roll up his sleeves. Uh, so apparently we're getting to the meat of the podcast here. Um, but no, it's a great point that I think a lot of people, especially executives, uh, come into a role and, you know, I joke about it as like, like iPhone leadership now or like cell phone leadership where, uh, you don't really need a computer. You don't need, uh, you know, a tablet. You don't need anything anymore as a leader. All you need is your phone because most of the stuff you're not making, you know, s- slideshow presentations. You're not working on docs. You're not doing that sort of stuff a lot of time because you have folks that do that. But there's a time and a place for you to be able to kind of get in the trenches with with uh, with the folks on your team and like put your head down and do the work. Because uh, I think a lot of times, you know, Either your skills kind of uh, deteriorate a little bit or do you, potentially the people on your team are like, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't code, a, you couldn't create a, you know, whatever basic web page if you needed to or whatever it is. What are some of those things where you, where you roll up the sleeves? Is it certain projects? Is it certain, like, is it a sprint? Um, is it certain initiatives? So we are running one of the
2: largest transformation journeys in Wipro, where we are revamping our entire IT ecosystem. That's one of the largest transformations that I've seen in my 25 year journey. And, uh, it had a sluggish start. And the big challenge for me is that something which has been running for almost two years, how do you jumpstart it and get it back into action? So rekindling, getting into depth, literally having daily stand-up meetings on the whiteboard in my office, making sure that every aspect, every person, every part of the project plan is monitored so closely. And everyone believes and works in it as a team. That's been one hell of an experience for me. The second is that there is uh, the power of transformation all around. You know, when you look at an Amazon, uh, I'm sure all of you do shopping on the net. If you look at an Airbnb or an Uber, if you look at a Google, you know, especially Alphabet, the parent company, where they keep having Project X, which is, you know, more and more innovation. Can you actually emulate that and lift the entire capability of your company and my ultimate goal is that if you're able to bring an amazon model into wipro where you have an uberized platform everyone just consumes and everything else is behind the scenes transparent zero touch i think that's a great place to be and so inspiration from technology leaders around you being able to imbibe that and implementing within i think those have been two big learnings uh, for me so think big uh think uh, have no boundaries at all but in the same breath be able to move on to the literally the depths of implementation where you start uh, literally coding and you know bringing up systems on your own managing that diversity of highs and lows has been another learning for me in the last 7 months
1: back to ai for a little bit we I think collectively all know AI has a ton of different capacities. Even the term AI is so, uh, there's so many different, you know, types and different sort of things in machine learning. Um, I'm curious, what are some of the kind of like earliest use cases that you're seeing now that people are using to have a real impact? So I'll start with personas and,
2: you know, the CFO is my favorite because that's where the money comes from. Like any other CFO, we had this challenge that how much predictability is there in the company. Predictability in terms of revenues, predictability in terms of profitability. And uh, we wanted to move away from a traditional Microsoft Excel sheet based prediction to a more scientific way. So we brought in homes and machine learning and machine reasoning for this entire predictability where we push the boundaries from not just historical data, but looking at how much of uh, wins that we've had in the quarter, in the year, how many people we've been able to add on from a Wipro company perspective, what's the health of our customers in terms of revenue, profitability, or potentially even bankruptcy. All this was available, but it was limited by human capability because we just didn't have the bandwidth and scale for that. The moment you bring in homes and AI, there is no dearth of capacity. So if you're able to look at, instead of five parameters, 100 parameters, instead of two websites, you can scout the entire internet, and you can do that in literally near real time, I think it brings in as a game changer for you. So we deployed homes for our own CF organization. Within the first six months, we were able to get an accuracy of 99.7% in terms of predictability, and that's a wow. Which means you go to the street with a better estimate, they respect you and the stock does well because you're in line with your estimates of what you commit. And the CFO is happy because he or she doesn't really need to have tons and tons of people doing that you know, manual job for you. That's one great example. For our head of HR, You know, for the size and scale that we have, 10,000 people in a quarter, at any given point of time, there could be 8,000 people joining in. How do you make sure that right from screening candidates to their onboarding experience, to managing their training, to looking at their appraisal cycle, we've actually deployed homes in all of these. Small examples, we've, uh, in EU alone, there are 22 different countries where we have to process payroll. Now that same may seem very, very mundane, but imagine the number of Does regulatory compliances.
1: <laughs> Look at
2: GDPR compliance, look at what kind of uh, taxes that you have to do and you know the number of changes that we make. If you were to run this manual process, you would need a few hundred people. We're able to do that with AI seamlessly. Payroll gets uh, processed on time. People get their salaries you know, on time itself. We had this big issue with uh, our legal counsel. You know, Legal people are far and few. They are important people. Their bandwidth is always a constraint. And if I, as a salesperson, were to give them a query, can you tell me when the contract is expiring for my customer. That's a simple query. I can read the contract. But if I come back and say that, can you tell me what the non-hire clause is all about? What is the IP infringement clause? If I do more than $10 million business, what's the kind of discounting I need to give? That needs some amount of legal interpretation. If I were to wait for a legal person, it could take anywhere between eight to 24 hours, which means my productivity is gone. We brought in homes, which does what we call smart text reading, NLP reading, which is natural language processing, bringing in capability of comprehension, which is what humans excel in, and then come back and answer queries very simplistically. We were able to bring down a query from eight hours to a few seconds, what a wow that is. So the dependency on legal people comes down, productivity actually goes up, and simple things like uh, contract remediation, which takes days and days, we were actually able to do it in minutes. So it's unlimited power in what the capability is. You just need to reimagine and bring homes in. And I think with a little bit of training, with a little bit of right data, you can transform yourself.
1: All right, it's time to get into our lightning round. These questions are fast and easy. Just like digital transformation with the Salesforce Customer 360 platform, the number one cloud platform for digital transformation of every experience. You can go to salesforce.com. Slash platform to learn more lightning round questions. Rohit, are you ready? (laughs) Go for it. Number one, what app on your phone is the most fun? WhatsApp. What is your favorite book or podcast that you've read or listened to recently?
2: I believe a lot in mythology. And there is a very famous author called Amish back in India. And uh, there are three main gods in uh, Hindu mythology. It's called the Trinity. So I finished the first series for Shiva. Uh, The second one is on Vishnu, and I'm on that. So it's a great storyline. And uh, on a long flight of 22 hours from uh, Bangalore to San Francisco, I read about 100 pages. So I'm proud about that.
1: (laughs) Nice. Do you have a hidden talent or passion?
2: Apart from uh, singing in the bathroom, (laughs) I've recently become a little more uh, soul-searching, if I may say so. A little more spiritual. So I have uh, rehashed my day. I spent about 35 minutes in terms of meditation. I think it's really helped me in terms of being a better version of myself, finding a higher self of me, being able to concentrate more. And I have loads of energy now. So I won't call that a hidden passion, but something that I've reignited in myself and has really set me apart in the last year and a half ever since I started.
1: Best advice for a first time CIO?
2: Keep smiling. Uh, don't get bogged down by career is over. Be willing to learn, listen to employees and do what
1: your heart says. What question do you never get asked, but you wish you were asked more often?
2: Do you want an increase in salary?
1: (laughs) If I could give you one, I would. Um, That's it. That's all we got uh thanks so much for joining us this is this has been awesome. We gotta we gotta have you back soon uh, next time you're in town. Any final thoughts anything to plug anything people should check out Keep watching us on LinkedIn.
2: Hopefully Shahrukh Khan of Vipro <laughs> is uh, gonna do more and more but it's been a fantastic journey in Vipro fantastic seven months and a fantastic interview Ian and I'll wait for my gifts for all the rapid fire that you did. Thank yeah. you so
1: much. Lots of gifts coming. I got you coming in the mail. Take care. Take care. Thank you so
0: much. IT Visionaries is created by the team at mission.org and brought to you by the Salesforce Customer 360 platform, the number one cloud platform for digital transformation of every experience. Build connected experience, empower every employee, and deliver continuous innovation with the customer at the center of everything you do. Learn more at salesforce.com platform.